Morning BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning BHA. Good morning BHA. Hello podcast world. It's Richard Reeve and Ash Schofield in the same place at the same time. Again. Ag- again. Oh. Joined by the original producer of the podcast, Adrian Gimple. Welcome back to the podcast. And we have a, a special occasion today, don't we, Ash Schofield? Yes, we have brownies. And also, incidentally, there's a person who uh, has made among the greatest contributions to barbershop in Australian history with us. We have... Oh, uh, where is he? We have, we have BHA <laughs> Life member, Mr. Mike Donnelly. Welcome hello, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's fun to be here. I'm glad to have you over. In front of the studio audience. In front of the, yeah, that's right, studio <laughs> yeah. audience. That's right. Um, and of course, uh, yes, uh, former uh, BHA president for uh, spot on a decade, wasn't it? Yeah, a little, about 12 years old. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So as we like to do, going right back to the start, we will, we'll get stuck into all of the, uh, all of the wonderful stories and and challenges and achievements from your time, but um, take us back to the beginning, mate, and tell us your musical history before you discovered Barbershop and how you discovered Barbershop. Oh, that's... Jeez, oh. I was thinking about it. It does go back pretty far. Mm. I was... Uh, at six years old, I did my first little performance. Nice. In a pub. Yeah. Hey! For an ice cream bar. That explains so much. It was a different time. It was a different time It was Chief Petty Officers Club across the street, and I'd learned... Some songs like How Much Is That Doggy in the Window yeah, and Mock, Mockingbird Hill. Nice. And I would wander over there in the evening. Yeah. And they'd say, oh, It's Mikey, sing us a song. Oh, and nice. I'd sing a song. And as soon as I sang it, they gave me an ice cream bar right. as a reward. So, yeah. No, oh. no beer at the time. But. It's a positive reinforcement, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to wait so, another year for that beer. Did yeah, you? yeah. No, it starts. <laughs> yeah, I got to go in after that. But uh, no, I had. Uh, I was an army brat. Dad was always heading uh, off to Korea. Uh, in fact, he was in World War II at Normandy invasion. Oh wow! When I was uh, I was born, when they liberated France wow. on August nineteenth, nineteen forty-four. Wow! Um, he came back, stayed with Grandma. So she was the music teacher. Mm-hmm. That's where the musical heritage comes from. I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, uh, number one in her class, Chicago Conservatory wow. of Music. Okay. So I grew up with my crib or bunk yep. on the wall behind the upright piano hey. so I was like six yeah. inches away wow. from the piano for her all afternoon piano lessons every day so she taught wow. me to play when I was about four or five yeah. and I got reasonably good by the time I was 12 and that's right where I stayed <laughs> still still just reason, reasonably good that's right yeah, so, I think we can all um, relate to that yeah. but uh, no I had a, the opportunity because we moved around so much I got in a lot of different choruses and different uh different types of music yeah. and so I, I got a pretty pretty wide spread of uh, different types of music from on the classical end there was the uh, the Guam Baroque Consortium okay where we used to instead of going on pub crawls we went on church crawls so we could sing in the concrete stairwell oh we all know about that the old yeah. concrete stairwell yeah, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah come <on>. and <laughs> never much of a solo voice but I could always harmonize and I remember in in year six, that was my first musical achievement, student of the year. Because I could harmonize, 
I got to sing the alto part because the rest of the course was just singing melody. So it was melody with me on the alto part. Nice. And uh, now then I went on to um, just uh, high school chorus. Mm -hmm. We had, we're always talking about the achieving is is really a lot of, is fun. Yeah. There, there used to be the, the debate, you want to you wanna be really good or yeah. you want to have fun? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then my line coming back was, yeah. Being really good is fun. Yeah, too shy. So that's that's, 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 <laughs> that's what the title for the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what we used to do. So, uh, no, so I got to sing in um, as president of the uh, Honolulu Chorale, yep. which is the Choral Society. So I got to do all of the classical oratorios and stuff like that. Yep. And every year I did Handel's Messiah. Yep. So very much into classical uh, classical music, and in. Uh, Moving the brownies. <laughs> yeah, moving just to share them. Make a bit yeah, more of noise there, yeah. <laughs> and now the commercial, brownie, brownie paws. Brought brownie, to you by brownies. By Vicky's brownies, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That really works. Yes. So, so as a child, you, you knew you loved music. As you say, you, you, yeah. you had a lot of music in your life. Did you um, sort of ask to be part of these musical ensembles, or, or did, you, did your parents kind of just sign you up? But it sounds like you were happy to be in them. Yeah, I was pretty much, I think, going after it on, on my own. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty much in a, in a choir or chorus from year six on yeah, right. for the rest of my life. Yeah. One place or another, including in Vietnam, yeah. uh, on ships. We always had a, a church choir on, on ships. Sometimes mm -hmm. it ended up being down to a duet. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, no, oh, my, I guess one of my more fun things that I did was uh, high school in a folk song trio. Uh, not many of the listeners will remember all the way back to Kingston Trio days and the folk music stuff. Mm. But I'd listened to their record as soon as it came out. And it was my job to do the arrangement and basically steal all their music. And a folk song trio that we were in high school uh, performed. And we had, at one point, we had an audience of 8,000 people that we got to sing for. <laughs> so um, we made a, a hit a record for the week uh, with the local radio station and so from there I went off to the Naval Academy and everything changed. Went I did chapel choir mm -hmm. for uh, four years, mm -hmm. and then like I say on the shipboard duties and then my Navy career, wherever I was stationed, I joined the local local choir. Because the armed forces then, have a pretty strong musical tradition, don't they? They really do. Um, in our chapel, we had uh, there were four four choirs, antiphonal choir that sang in the back, the chapel choir up front, and we had 110 voices. And uh, hey. musically, I think one of the one of the highlights for me was singing Handel's Messiah mm. every year for four years. Mm. Now, one of the reasons it was a highlight was because the academy was kind of like a monastery. We didn't have women in the Navy at the time, mm -hmm. and we couldn't go out in town. So we were locked up. The only time we could see women was when the Hood College Women's Choir came down to <laughs> sing the Messiah <laughs> with us. <laughs> so we had two great weekends at, at Annapolis and then up at Hood, Hood College. Yeah. But we had the uh, Washington Symphony uh, Orchestra, Washington National Symphony, uh. do the music. Soloists were guests from the Met, and you got to sit right in the middle of it. I had the, one of the viola player; his elbow was practically hitting me in the chin <laughs> as we were sitting up front in the uh, in the chapel, uh, front of the chapel. <laughs> Intimate. So did all that, and then the the big move into barbershop, which was uh, just uh, life changing. Mm such great music after trying all the other formats was um, I was at uh, I was a Navy captain and 
I was jogging down the street, uh, just singing something at the time, just to try to keep my breath up. And this guy's like, hey, you sing. This guy yells out from the front. He says, yeah. He says, what are you singing? Ever heard of barbershop? No. What's that? He says, come on over. Let me tell you about this. And he did. He took me down to uh, rehearsal the next week. And in the great barbershop tradition, I got to uh, fill in with the, the best quartet that the Sounds of Aloha had at the nice. time. Yep. And uh, went off to a far western district and just uh, stayed in barbershop ever since then. Yeah. So. so just to recap, you you, you hadn't heard of, of barbershop as a, as a form of singing before that day? Not really, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I, and, and so tell us about the, yeah, the, the, the first, you know, second, the first experience of, of hearing, hearing the barbershop sound and, and it sounds like it was a, a pretty easy decision and I've, I've, many of us have been there, I think it was like, you know, I, 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 this is an easy decision that I will be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it really was. The guys were just so supportive and uh, I think that's one of the barbershop traditions is supportive of new people and make them feel at ease. And, yeah. um, and to me, it's the, the teamwork aspect that playing baseball my whole life yep. and being in a team, I realize how important teams can be to your character and how you develop. So when music is the same thing, yes. um, you've got team and you're contributing and the team output is more important than your individual uh, uh. performance. And So yeah, I got to sing uh, a tag which was lucky for me. Again, I could harmonize. I uh, wasn't much at, at reading sight music, uh -huh. uh, but I could uh, harmonize and sing along with them and just love the sound and the resonance and yeah. everything. And, uh, and you came into Barbershop yeah. with, with, with a strong singing background. So, like, you knew you could harmonize. So it wasn't this, oh, maybe I can do this. It was like, yep, bring it on. I know I can do yeah, this. I, I did. Yeah. I, harm, harmony came uh, pretty much automatic. I could yeah. kind of hear the chords in my head. And yeah. I liken it to a... Uh, there's some some singers that I admire that can, can do that anytime, but like uh, a jazz pianist in a in a hotel or something where you walk up and can you play such and such and he starts off and plays the whole thing uh, while he's talking to you or uh, looking all uh, around uh, and uh, the hands are doing the stuff uh, and with harmony I could hear a song and harmonize to it even if I didn't know what the song was because I just felt where it was going. Yeah, and, nice. Yeah, so, but uh, that was the easy part and. Remembering it was remembering the music was yeah. the, the hard part for me. I could <laughs> I could sing you know, I'll sing in the chords of the music and maybe somebody else's note, but heck, I'll sing it anyway. Yeah. But then when you got to sing the right notes in the chord, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story altogether. Oh, that's your note. I, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I can share. Yeah. Um, so briefly, yeah. Uh, yeah um, Tell yeah. us the, the your sounds of Aloha experience and 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 so you, that you, your um, barbershop. Uh, you know, knowledge and, and, and uh, expertise that you then, yeah, brought to BHA? Well, when I, when I came uh, to Australia, when we retired, and they promised Vicky we would come back here because uh, we met up in Exmouth, uh, which was a fantastic thing, and came back here, I decided I would get into a barbershop as soon as I got here. Mm. Back in those days, we had the yellow pages. We didn't have all the yeah, internet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Open them up and looked under choirs. Nope, no barbershop. Hmm. I said, but I know a minute in harmony is here somewhere. Yeah. Looked up. How did you know that? Um, Just where it got around. Sounds of Aloha had told me. Yeah, okay, they nice. looked it up. Yeah. But long story short, it took me about three days, and finally I found them listed under bands hey, <laughs> nice. in the yellow pages. <laughs> so really, I just I think I just missed a week of uh, uh -huh. 
barbershop. I just missed the convention. They had conventions every two years, so uh -huh. from that next convention on, I went to every convention. Which that, one? Uh, which had. one did you just miss? Uh, miss ninety, November ninety-five. I got here. Okay. So I missed ninety-five. Okay. And from ninety-seven on. Ninety-seven yeah. on, yeah. we went to all of them. So tell us your yeah. first impressions mm. of of barbershop in Australia and, and that first convention. Like where where was barbershop at at the time? To your recollection? Ah, uh, they were very good. And uh, jump ahead a little bit. One of the things that's impressed me with the Australian side of things during the the 12 years I was president, I got the opportunity to talk to the judges and the little you know, off the record sort of stuff. And I said, so how do we stack up? What do you think? And I swear every single judge said, on average, the Australian courses are better than the American courses. Yeah, yeah. And he says, if you don't believe me, just look at the scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I knew we were always a step above um, the, average the, the, average, course, the yeah. average course back then. Yeah, and that was, yeah. that was uh, very, very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. So BHL mm. or AMS at the time had only had uh, what ninety one three five um, three conventions and and you you went to the fourth and, and from then on so it was I think so yeah pretty uh, pretty it was yeah reasonably um, early uh, in 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 AMS history and um, yeah. and tell us about your uh, yeah the, the, your your, your uh, first singing in in BHA and then and then your gravitation to the presidency uh, well I. I'd always been in the administrative side of things. Right. I was president for five years of the Honolulu Choral Society uh -huh. and the Guam Baroque Consortium. I just uh, couldn't do solo singing, so I did the admin stuff instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, I got uh, president of Men in Harmony early on and uh, got onto the board. Of, uh, the, the Welcome to Men in Harmony. When would you like to stand as president? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was about three or four years after I got here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> One. Oh, my wife was pregnant. That was the next year I got to do that, yeah. I think I did that for about five years. And, right. uh, um, but joined the board of, of AMS, and back then we had, the board would rotate uh, around the country, yep. and we'd have the you know all the, the advantage of all of the video conferences and yeah. stuff like that, uh, so it was it a was completely different sort of thing. Just to, just to clarify the, that, so mm. the whole... Um, AMS Council would be, for example, in for one two year stint would be based in the Sunshine Region, and then the next two year stint would be based in Western Region, etc. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They set it up yeah. that way, and yeah. then the, the next move was they decided we'd have a, a board representative in each uh -huh. each of the areas, and once a year we come together uh -huh. for uh, about a three or four day, a long weekend. Uh -huh session and uh, do everything in, in person so and was the convention yeah. host city correlated with that or not you know so if, if convention was going to be in, in sunshine region is that where council was for that cycle or were they independent uh, i think it was remember. pretty much pretty much independent right, from okay. that but uh, we did rotate the conventions originally it was the west the east and the northeast basically yeah um, yeah because for many years there were three regions yeah yeah just just the three regions and then it expanded from that, and uh, we developed several more more regions and trying to get the uh, to support the quartets yeah, yeah, yeah. where they were. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, for listeners who have joined BHA more recently, it used to be so Sunshine Region was Queensland and Northern New South Wales, uh, Western Region was Western Australia and South Australia, and then Eastern Region was everything else of so New South Wales, <laughs> Victoria, Tasmania. So that, yeah. those were the three regions. Yeah. 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 Um, so, did someone tap you on the shoulder to in, and ask you to, to stand for council? Is that how that worked? I'm trying to remember. I was just I was on the board. Um, 
you were running down the street singing, and someone said, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah." Somebody else said, "Hey, we don't want to be friends of the board." Yeah, um, I took over from uh, John John Wareham. Yeah, we had. I went to one of. I might have been my first international convention, and we, Vicky and I, have been to about fifteen of those. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was vice president at that point, and John said, you, "You're going to want to take over from me." Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm about ready to retire. Well, succession planning is important. So he was president. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah he was when, president. When you went to your... Yeah. Um, had you known Old International from Sounds of Aloha? Like you knew that there was an annual international convention? I did. Yep. We went to uh, Far Western Region and we learned about all of the uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff and mm-hmm. the, the, the lobbying that you try to do at Far Western. Yeah. We decided that puka shell necklaces, they're the little beads that you wear, were a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. So we shipped a thousand puka shell necklaces in this giant crate to the convention. And the idea was that we would, everybody that would come into the audience, we would give them one of these and say, here, from Sounds of Aloha, you know, like clap loudly when we're singing. Um, Which was a good plan, but what we didn't know was they didn't clean the puka shells from the people that we bought them from, and oh they smelled horrible. Oh, uh, no. So we spent hours, <laughs> hours and hours stringing these things up on, on uh, broomsticks oh, to let them air right. out so they would hopefully be usable when the when the audience arrives. Uh, <laughs> That's what but, a great... Yeah, the so alternative being, uh, yeah, uh, clap loudly for Sands of Aloha as I put this smelly thing around your neck. Yeah, <laughs> so back in the good old days, yeah, put the... You put the, the, the lay around their <laughs> yeah. neck and give them a kiss on the cheek and say, here, from Sounds of Aloha. <laughs> Thanks Aloha. a lot. Aloha. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, we, we placed reasonably well. We didn't, uh, not in the very top, but right. considering most of the other uh, districts had a lot more people to pick from, right. being California, Far Western District, and, and mm. the rest of those. Mm. You went to the first Yes, we went to the first pan pack, and that was... Panpac was originally Hawaii, New Zealand, and and Australia, uh-huh. and it rotated. We did it every three years, rotated it around the the three areas, but it got pretty difficult and expensive. Uh, one of the years Hawaii couldn't make it to Australia, and then the, the following year Australia couldn't make it up there. Yeah. But fortunately, Vicky and I uh, were able to travel. So as far as we know, we've been to seven, I think, Panpac. All of the pan- we're the only two people in the whole world hey, that have been to every pan nice. pack. Nice, good one. So, so where and when was the first? Uh, okay. In oh, nice. Yeah. Come full yeah. circle next year. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's that and was, so you, when was your first international? You, you just mentioned you went to that. Two thousand and one. Yeah, about then. Okay. Yeah, that's a good year. Yeah. It was for uh, not four voices. Uh, Michigan show. Nice. Um, tell um, yeah. tell us about that experience. It's a, you know because that was. Just, oh. a, just a big deal, and you just must have been like a, a kid in a lolly shop. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, it was just the quality of the uh, you know. There's a a big gap between the average barbershopper and the ones that move all the, the way elite. to the top of the, yeah. the elite and the ladder. And oh, yeah. when you hear them uh, doing a ballad, you know, it just uh, if you listen to one of their ballads and don't cry, there's something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> They're really amazing, and the up tunes and the, the the synchronization that they did and the blend was just just amazing so did you go along to yeah. that just for the experience or did you go along for that specifically uh, also to you know to learn about a barbershop at international and bring ideas back or you know, like just a bit of everything or a little bit trying to bring the bring it back it was just uh, I managed to work it with uh, I've got my two sons and now grandkids back oh. in the US 
So I made it an annual pilgrimage. I always did my trip back to the U.S. in July, over the July 4th weekend. So we'd do about a a one-month trip, and it would be family for part of it and barbershop for the the rest of it. So it worked out really well until COVID, and now I've missed the last two, and uh, anxious to get back and uh, and try to do do some more of them. So, so, um, so Mr. Wareham tapped you on the shoulder from being vice president, and say, "How about you take over as president for council?" Yeah, and and you were pretty open to that. You were very happy to consider that. Yeah, it was. Was Did you do it for the money? Yeah, it was the big big bucks. Absolutely, that did it for. Yeah, no, it was. It was. A lot of challenges. We were evolving uh, back then. Uh, one of the big, the big issues was uh, down here. Conventions were every two years, mm-hmm. and the plan there was to try to balance family and music. That families would have their annual vacation one year over school break, right. and then the next year, we, all the guys would go off to the convention. And uh, but then the rest of the world was going with annual conventions, and PHS has always done annuals. Huh. So we, we did move to doing it every year yeah. and haven't looked back since then. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you took over yeah. the presidency, what, um, to, to the extent you remember, what were some of the um, strengths of, of AMS, and what were the key things on your list that you, went, you, you, know, you really wanted to make a difference in to, to improve Barbershop in Australia? Um, I was trying to get that balance, I think, mm-hmm. between... Uh, having everybody sing better because mm. when you sing better you um you know you entertain an audience mm. better um and even if they don't realize it necessarily yeah. it's going to come across mm. and mm-hmm. you'll have more mm. impact by by doing well so trying to trying to do that uh to move moves to higher higher level getting uh we were getting international judges they had a lot of uh, discussion about that. We tried to organize so the international judges would have uh, training sessions, and we had judges training school. Everything all rolled into the one trip to take advantage. When the judges came over, they, they were working like twenty-hour days, yeah. <laughs> and uh, those guys really produced quite well. Yeah, yeah. Met some fantastic judges, and Vicky got very much involved in the barbershop side of things and became contest administrator coordinator. So she got to. To wine and dine the judges and uh, make sure they enjoy their experience coming Adam's over expense. here. So. Yeah. yeah, so Vicky, what were you doing at the strip club? Yeah, entertaining the judges. Yeah. <laughs> so was, but speaking of that, one, one of the stories that uh, one of the more moving things for me is early on, probably a year into Sounds of Aloha, Vicky wasn't in the barbershop at that point. I was just going off and mm-hmm. rehearsing. Um, and because, long story, but the the women's course was on the other side of the island. It was, would have been kind of a long drive. Mm-hmm. So after one of the uh, rehearsals, we had the international champions who just qualified, the Ritz, mm-hmm. qualified. And it was tradition back then, the international quartet, one of their first visits was Hawaii. Oh, wow. I mean, like, throw me in the briar patch. They said they had, mm-hmm. to, they had to come to Hawaii as a rite of passage. After, yeah. <laughs> so, the, so these guys went down to New Zealand first. And then they came back. So one of the nights when they came back to Hawaii, uh, they were coming back from Australia. And Vicky, of course, by this point was was missing Australia a lot. She was making shuttle trips down there. So we went to the Outrigger Canoe Club as an afterglow, sitting around this table with about 20 of us. With You got the Waikiki Beach and the sand, the moon, the whole beautiful, beautiful setup. And the conversation came up and 
they said that well, Vicky was from Australia. So the guys from the Ritz says, oh, gee, we just came from there <laughs> last week. And without saying anything else, the four of them got up, came around, hey. and stood in a semicircle ah. behind Vicky's chair and sang ah. um, the national anthem of ah. Australia no to Vicky. So that was the first, not only did we get to hear the international champions, but they sang wow. to Vicky while I was sitting right beside her. That's amazing. And, oh, it was, yeah. that brought a lot of tears down. So <laughs> that, that was pretty amazing, so... Yeah, for the for the listeners, the uh, so Anne's had its first convention in '91, and uh, yeah, so the Ritz, the BHS International Champions from '91, have been crowned a matter of a, a few months before, and yeah. came out to be the judges, and and then the, uh, the the newly minted uh, reigning champion. So that was a very very exciting and, and major part of the first Anne's convention. Yeah. yeah, it really was, and I think that's how I got my connection with international. Also, was this tradition of the groups coming out, the international champions coming to Hawaii as one yeah. of their first gigs, yeah. and that meant. We'd have, uh, again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of thing. Uh, big concert on Saturday night with the sounds of Aloha and the guest quartet uh-huh. as the headline act. Uh-huh. Then Sunday morning was the after-after glow. I think they called it the glimmer. <laughs> the nice. glimmer yeah, we yeah. had breakfast. We had a big breakfast <laughs> at somebody's house. So one of my first barbershops experiences was listening to um, the acoustics. That was it. Yeah, with Jeff Oxley. 1990 International yeah. Champs listeners. Yeah, so yeah. we're sitting, after this breakfast, we're sitting in the living room, about 25 of us, just the floor was completely covered, so it was, and the, the Ritz is, not the Ritz, the Acoustics was right there, and they sang like six songs wow. to us. And one of the one of the lines that I've, I remember, they were, they were sung out by then. Mm-hmm. Jeff Oxley, who was the all-time great yeah. bass at the yeah. point, and uh, he starts off the song, he goes, this is the moment. Ouch! <laughs> I finally. So every time I hear that song, is this is the moment. Ouch! Oh, no. I can't, I, so yeah, one of the one of the biggest singing quartets in VHS history. Yes, that was yeah, one, they were one, they were really one good. heck of a big sound. Yeah. Um, so every every year uh, for the next living room with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> raised, yeah. I was like, you know, three three meters away Amazing, from Jeff yeah. Oxley singing full voice, <laughs> and it was. That was pretty sad. And uh, other, the other quartets uh, came came by after that. Um, I think Fred came by. Michigan Jake, you mentioned. The Ritz. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Oh, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Uh, one of the, one of the all-time. I'll think of it in a minute. Keepsake? No. Uh, anyway. We can just listen. Baritone passed away. The, uh, Gas House Gang. Oh, okay. funny name. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah amazing. They were, they were great. Uh, arguably the, yeah, the society's favorite uh, quartet. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Yeah, of all um, time. So uh, yeah, so sort of step us through um, yeah. uh, that you know your, your, your time, your, your twelve years. I, I assume you didn't sort of start with a particular sort of decade in mind. You just you know you just wanted to work through some priorities. Yeah. To tell us how you, you, you gradually put pieces of the jigsaw puzzle in place over time. Well, it was just, it was uh, as you already said the uh, areas the areas were um, spreading out, yeah. uh, increasing as we got more and more singers. Yeah. And, we're always trying to increase the number. We got up uh, right about a th- thousand point at, at one point, uh-huh. and uh, found out that uh, as barbershoppers are getting older, it's uh, you can have a goal of constantly expanding your numbers, but it's a real 
a real achievement if you can just keep your numbers the same mm -hmm. because you got so many people retiring uh, yeah. Yeah. and you're constantly trying to get new people in. So, yeah. um, but I just tried to um, get the uh, our reputation. We were preceded by Musical Island Boys, yeah. uh, which was the first uh, Down Under or Southern Hemisphere quartet to go on and, and uh, get the... Uh, gold medal international champions, international yeah. champions. Yeah. and uh, that was fun too just a quick aside on that we we got to see them by virtue of going to all these comp uh, internationals turned out we didn't even know who they were because actually they weren't that famous at the time mm -hmm. these four guys in the same motel that Vicky and I were staying at walking through the parking lot with their laundry going over to get uh, and they they got into the uh, lunch and or the breakfast thing and didn't know how to work. They had a waffle maker that you had to turn over. So there's just these young kids. You know? mm -hmm. But we heard them sing. Said, Boy, they are really good. Yeah, right. Little did we know that I think it's three years later. Yeah, right. They would be the win the <laughs> youth championship and then the yeah. The okay. And to this day, um, their song of rendition of Pokari Kariana yeah. is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. Yeah. They they we got them to come here to uh, uh, to Perth. And had a lot of youth in to listen to them, and mm -hmm. the other and our choruses. Mm -hmm. And I've got a, a homemade video of them singing that. Nice. To, uh, so yeah, beautiful sound. In fact, I listened to it about la last week. Still, yeah. still enjoying it. So yeah. And then uh, when I finished with the, uh, I you know I felt like we we progressed, and everybody was getting better, and uh, we were sending not only sending people to international, but for a while. I had to do a lot of lobbying because there was uh, there was some some people in BHS that were they considered it's a, it's an American art form and it really should stay that way, whereas a whole bunch of the other people were saying, "Oh, this is an international thing. We're called international. Let's yeah. make sure it stays international." <laughs> so the uh, the old school guys pretty much faded out rather quickly, mm -hmm. and then we got uh, tremendous support with the judges coming over and the rest of that. So. Um, I was always trying to get the best, uh, the best quartet to come over. So my job at International was, as soon as they walked off the stage from winning, they had to go to the president's reception, which I was invited to as the oh, AMS president. Very nice. Yes. And I sidled right up to him and said, "Hey guys, you need to come down under." Yeah. <laughs> and so it, about five years in a row, I think it, it did that, and they awesome. it then became a uh, a standard expectation yeah. that uh, yes. the international champions would come down under so yeah. so we got some really good groups down here that way mm. so a little bit of the admin lobbying and stuff like that uh, they got to do mm. and then when it finished with that or when I was still AMPS president I guess and became BHA mm -hmm. um, there's a group called World Harmony Council which is a council of just the presidents of at that time it was 12 international barbershop groups so the world army council didn't own the singers because there were 66,000 singers yeah, 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 but it was just a council of the presidents yeah. which we'd get together and share notes and i was constantly sending out a best practices thing you know yeah send me your what's worked best in, in germany yep. for mm -hmm. you to get new members tell cool, us your right. best your best yeah. thing you got and then i spread that around the other people and i'm still to this day i'm still doing the world army council yeah wow and the uh, acronyms were a big thing in barbershop. Oh, yeah. 
So the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America, yeah. SPEPSQUA, yeah. Yeah. apparently back in the mid-30s, or the longer your acronym, the, the more important you were. <laughs> so so we, we had to come up with an acronym for this to find new groups. Mm-hmm. So it became Searching Internationally for New Groups of Barbershoppers. Nice. As in Sing B. Hey, nice. S-A-N-G-B. So our Sing B program was trying to get barbershoppers in other countries and uh, over the last 10 years for that we've uh, established barbershop or got quartets going in there's uh, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, uh, Hong Kong and there's actually there's 30 30 different groups wow. at one point yeah. and uh, we've got a new organization going in Italy now hmm. um, so it's, it is spreading worldwide, and um, they're getting better and better mm-hmm. also. And we funnel the, uh, the World Harmony Council holds an international jamboree at, inter- at uh, international convention, yep. and the 100% of the profits from that go into supporting the new groups that are emerging. Oh, nice. And we pay her the, half the airfare to get the quartet to Harmony College as long as they pay to get their way back. Yeah. <laughs> and then... They, their requirement is to spread the word uh-huh. in their country and anything that they can to further barbershop. So, so that's a pretty dynamic thing. Awesome. Uh, COVID set that back a little bit, like everybody else's barbershopping. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we've got a. Uh, vid- now we do everything by video conference, which is pretty neat. Got a conference uh, next month to uh, try to locate some more, some more singers. We've got some other groups. France almost had a group established. Um, they slowed down because of COVID, so we got to get them back on mm-hmm. online. Czechoslovakia has a lot of groups going. So. Okay, a lot so, of groups. Yeah. Right. So that's so I've been out of the uh, the BHA admin uh, since I retired from that, but kept going right straight into the World Harmony Council. And yeah, that's, nice. That's what I'm still doing to today. Good on you, keeping so, you more than busy. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. And so, what? Um, yeah, how have you seen? the barbershop in Australia evolve over your time you mentioned sort of the uh, the evolution of, of uh, you know how many colleges um, you know the judges program just just your, your yeah. sounds like your your guiding star your north star was uh, increased membership and increase the standard of singing and just increase enjoyment that, would that be a good summary that, that would be a good summary and I'd, I'd add into that uh, constantly working to get youth involved nice yeah. and um, because we uh, demographically we always had we had the guys that were in their 20s and the guys that were 60 and above and we had like three guys in their 40s and two guys in their 50s there's a big gap in the middle and so we had to get the the young guys in so that they would uh, progress through the through the years and uh, so and I've seen to me the uh, the qualities just as we just saw from the recent convention just getting better and better and uh, youth involvement has just been tremendous so yeah, the old the old uh, bathtub uh, graph of, uh, of of age and membership. You know, yeah. some, some some young and then drops off in the middle yeah. and then it yeah. goes up again. Yeah, again. absolutely. It's, it's that thing. Of, it's that long term investment. Really, yeah. Like you give you, you have a good experience with barbershop when you're younger, then you might go away from it, but then later on you're like, oh yeah, I really, really used to enjoy barbershop. Yeah, yeah, That's true because you do lose a lot of the young guys. Um, you know, when they're in uni or something, they're they're more than willing to to come sing but then they yeah. get a job and they move and yeah. get family yeah. 
So there's a, a pretty big drop off in the age in the yeah, 30, 30 age 40, 50, yeah. 30, 40, 50. Yeah. Yeah. And but as you say, if they've got if you've got them hooked on barbershop, yeah. as soon as they get a chance, hmm. they're going to come back yeah. Yeah. wherever city they're living in. They'll be looking up the yeah. barbershop group, and uh, it, it'll pay off. So mm. it's a good investment, even if you don't keep them 100 percent of the time. So what, yeah. where do you see Barbershop in Australia at the moment? Where, where do you see its strengths and where do you see it, you know, our next opportunities to, to make some improvements? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question. It's, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's easy. It's the best it's ever been, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at, you know, just quantitatively from the scores, and the, it's just been amazing. And a great mix of, of humor in, in uh, sing a ballad that will bring tears. and. Yeah. You know, an up tune that'll get you jiving in your seat, yeah. and then uh, you know some some humor that'll have you rolling in the aisles. I mean, it's just it's all of those areas that uh, are being presented to us now, yeah, yeah. and uh, I think it's really good. I'd, l- I'd like to throw one one last thing. Um, going back to the thought of it's you know singing singing really well is important, but entertaining an audience is very important too. And one of my Something that stuck in my mind all this time. I was with a quartet that was okay. Uh, Happy Days, we were called, back in my early days here. And we went to a retirement retirement home, did the singing. It was the classic sing for your supper. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. get, we didn't charge them anything, but we got to eat the retirement village food for dinner. <laughs> and it was sang, sang five or six songs, and they got good applause. We walked out of there and thinking, oh, this was, that was nice. That was, yeah. that was rewarding, and yeah. you know, we felt good. And then we're in the parking lot getting ready to get in the car and the door opens and this nurse says, hey guys, wait a minute, wait a minute, somebody wants to talk to you. Yeah. We said, okay. So we were standing there and this classic little old lady, white haired lady in a wheelchair comes out the door and she rolls over to us and she said, that was really great. She said, but my husband passed away last month and his favorite song was Danny Boy. And I really thought you were going to sing that because you were singing Irish and Scottish mm. songs. And she said, do you guys know Danny Boy? And we looked at each other and we said, stage whispered, we do now. Ah. <laughs> we do now. So, and it was the most amazing thing. I, if you believe in Providence or whatever, we sang Danny Boy, which we had never sung together. And looking at each other as we were singing and smiling and saying, wondering what's the next words. And what, <laughs> one guy would know the words. So and we sang this amazing version of Danny Boy huh. and by the end the lady was crying the nurse was crying when we finished we were crying <laughs> and uh, you know when we went back to the car and we said that's what barbershop's all yeah, about yeah. reaching some one per you make one person that happy huh. um, and I and still feel like in the process feel like we had some divine help in putting together <laughs> afterwards said how do we how do, do we that, do that yeah. how do we do that we, we don't sound that good normally just, uh, just woodshed yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was that, that, that's one of the, the biggest um, changes in, in barbershop in Australia in the past decade or so has been um, uh, moving from a, a male organisation to, to removing that um, that gender component. Um, talk us through your, your, you know, you lived through that, that, that experience. How, you know, yeah. how did you see it unfold? I did, and it was, it was interesting to me because I had four years at, at the Naval Academy with the Chapel Choir, which was all male. Um, acapella singing. Well, we had the organ, the, the big cathedral organ playing with us too. Um, and then, but we got to bring women in, as I mentioned, for the Messiah, and that was that was a fantastic experience. 
So most of my early experience was in uh, mixed choruses, mm -hmm. completely. Um, and there's a certain sound in the course of the, the parts arranged and stacked differently for that. So I wasn't sure how it was going to work. Um, but I've, I've been pleasantly surprised, and I'm really glad to see um, Australia move into the mixed the mixed arena. Um, I think BHS is going to that, uh, pushing and shoving, you know, pushed along to get there because yeah. uh, Bing in Germany and a lot of those uh, places are way you know, five or six years ahead in the mixed mixed chorus area, mm -hmm. and they have they've had mixed chorus com competitions for at least five or six years now. Um, so I I think it's a good thing. It is a different. It can be a different sound depending on. You know how you how you arrange the music, whether uh, you know how you're gonna stack up the different parts. Yep. Uh, but you know if you're, I think it's something that should should continue. Mm -hmm. And um, from a yeah. from a leadership perspective on council, how, what was your view of how sort of how it unfolded culturally and, and people um, either embracing it or, or you know needing needing a while to come to the table? Well, there was. A lot of resistance to change, and like I said, back to the uh, early days of BHS, they said, "Well, this this is American, yeah, American art, art form. We don't want those burners singing yeah, singing yeah. our <laughs> our music." And uh, you're not from around here, are you? Yeah, you know, where, 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 where are you from, boy? That, that same where, kind of thinking, like yeah. when, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. No, we've got to keep it American, and then it's like, no, we've got to keep it men's, and it's like, and it's like, more more is better. More in this shop. thing, uh, you know, uh, in this, yeah, yeah. yeah. And certainly in the choruses that I sang, and it was always nice to have women in the chorus. So uh, from a social standpoint, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, I think you can get more members that way. It can be more, more interesting not having it as a, quote, boys club or the, or the ladies club. So I'm, I'm glad to see it. And I think it's been handled really well, uh, moved it at the right pace. Uh, you know, so people weren't kicking and screaming. You know, Taking enough time to get everybody on board, and uh, having all the different categories of the prizes and uh, the the medals and things that you have now, I think mm -hmm. it's it's really good. So I think you should keep it going and uh, mm -hmm. keep pressing ahead. Well, no stopping it now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's here. Yeah. Dude bases out of the tube and the horses bolt. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so what's the next challenge dash opportunity for for barbershop in Australia? Ah, oh, always got to members yeah you always yeah. got to there's uh, so many different ways and one of the things i like to push again is um best practices i know and vicky would know more about this the uh uh acapella west they decided to form a new uh it's the women's course sweet islands course a new course south of the river and they decided to have a new members night and so they published that they picked the right time it was what right after school break when you school started. yeah and how many people did you have at your new members night the first night 120 120 on the first night and with men in harmony if we got eight we were really happy right. you know <laughs> so they had 120 so you know my thought was what did they do yeah. and how can they get that many people at a new members night and yeah. for the rest of us to do it so i think constantly communicating and sharing what works best? What's the right time of year? Mm -hmm. um, is it good to have? You get new members, and then the next week you have a class for them. So you advertise it as six weeks of free music class. 
your assistant director takes them for an hour of rehearsal over in the other room, and then they get to come over and perform for you. All these little things that, that work to, uh, to get everybody involved and get, get more members. There's a lot of uh, competing activities out there, uh, but I think music is one of the best for the, for the soul, for the brain. Uh, for teamwork for happiness wow. joy you just can't beat it so we should do everything we can to get more yeah. more members I think there's yeah. a vehement agreement around the table <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, throwing it up into the table Ash any, any more from you or yeah. our producer Adrian any questions from you <laughs> I think talking about yeah that uh, membership is the big thing like mm -hmm. you know because if you don't have members there's no barbershops here yeah. <laughs> there's nothing mm, yeah. to do yeah. um and then once you know when you've got the people then you can do stuff with that mm. but uh and I, it's funny talking about you know the planning of like the timing of a new members thing that and the 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 effort that you need you actually do need to put in a lot of effort mm -hmm. and planning to make it work yeah and i think that's a lot a lot of the mistakes like i know in in our in VE over the years and stuff we've tried things but we haven't gone you know full effort into it we're like this works once let's try that again and uh, maybe and when it did work maybe a lot more effort was put in <laughs> but we right. didn't see that yeah, from the yeah, yeah so i think uh, yeah planning and effort and that kind of stuff goes a long way to to helping that situation yeah and it depends on what the club wants to achieve. There's a yeah. club in North Queensland I visited who were really seemed quite quite a small club, but really quite happy just to turn up each week and sing. Yep. And they weren't about putting on a big show or putting on education, you know, uh, seminars or, or, or having a you know a raft of, of uh, repertoire or getting in coaching. They just wanted to come get to, together mm. and sing. And if that's what they want, then they're achieving it. Yep. So yeah, it depends on what you want to what yeah. what you exist for as a, as a group. Um, this uh, may, be, may be too difficult to answer, uh, Professor Donnelly, but do you have particular <laughs> fav, um, favourite performances or, or convention moments from, from Barbershop uh, in Australia over your, over your time? Yes, you um, do. Uh, <laughs> you must. No, no. You've always got a few yeah, good ones. When, uh, It can be confidential. It's just you, me, and the <laughs> yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the there was a, a group that uh, <laughs> was called Platinum, I think. Yeah. There's one of these uh, groups international formed kind of just for the convention yeah. and didn't last long after that. But And I don't remember the name of the song, but at the time it was so perfect as their ballad mm -hmm. that uh, you know I said, hey, nobody's ever going to surpass that. And they got one of the highest grades yeah. I think anyone's yeah. ever gotten. Um, that was that was good. The other, um, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, in, at the international convention with the choruses. Um, there was one where the the fish were swimming uh, with the choreography. Yeah. Great Northern Union. Yeah. Great Northern Union. It was extraordinary. Yeah. Was it? That was right. one of them. Midwest Work Express, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Doing the fish dance. Yeah. And another like one of the classics. Yeah. <laughs> another one. I think it was. I think it was Ambassadors did the uh, uh, seventy six trombones yeah. Yeah. with the whole and the tearaways. Yeah. The the tearaway costume yeah. and yeah. they're just regular costume. All of a sudden, everybody's got entire. Red marching outfits yeah. on. Yeah. Where did you know, come, where from? They come yeah. from? Yeah. 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 Even it's if you amazing. look on a video, you can hardly yeah. see how they did. So, some some real um, skills, um, you know, that would rival, I think, any Broadway production. Absolutely. Yeah. From what they can do and that sort of thing. You may. I don't yeah. know if you remember this, but do, uh, do you have any memory of the 2001 AMS convention in Melbourne, where the chorus contest was just so close? It was 
think the, the, the top three choruses, uh, the Blenders, Sydney Harmony and, and uh, the Clippers were th out of about, you know, from about yeah. 469 uh, and 8 and 7 or something. Do, do you remember that call off or that, or that, that convention where they were so close? Yeah, I, I do. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. The flights and everything. Yeah, that's right. And we had to... I spent 12 hours on the phone to get book a flight to oh, get wow. back. Yeah. Well, there's um, just a, one other quick aside, I guess, a little story, just not necessarily related to anything, but mm. uh, the challenges that you can have, and you think you've, you've taken care of everything, you yep. got, you know, like you say, Nash, you got to prepare for rehearsals and new members' nights and this stuff like that. Well, trying to prepare for a convention is a real challenge. And the one down at Hobart uh, thought we had everything set, and the night before it was supposed to have the youth competition and the youth course, the main youth course couldn't come and I think it was, I recall it was out of Melbourne and it was a dust storm oh, wow. and they cancelled their flight. Yeah. So we were going to have a youth competition starting the next morning in the hall with no youth singers. Hey. <laughs> so we were in, we were in a, a pub, the board was there sitting around the table saying well, what the hell do we do now? And we decided well, we'd have to cancel the youth competition. So we had, had to wake up some somebody to run off and mimeograph the flyers. We pasted them all over the hotels oh, wow. at 3 o'clock in the morning saying the youth competition's canceled. So I went to bed about 4 o'clock in the morning and said, well, we've done all we can do. Yeah. Two hours later, I get a call. Hey, Mike. <laughs> the plane's coming. <laughs> the plane, <laughs> the plane. They're going to be, they're <laughs> gonna be <laughs> here after it's all. It's back on, yeah. He <laughs> says, how do I notify... You know, a thousand people so <laughs> fortunately I had my, my Navy command voice I was carrying with me yeah. I went to the, <laughs> to the atrium and there was a walkover in the atrium I went up on the on, on that and yelled out at the top of my lungs you know attention attention disregard all of the flyers <laughs> you've seen the youth competition is going ahead today after all and everybody know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. and I said Go tell every, wake up everybody, tell everybody you know that it's on for uh, the day. Uh, so that was, wow. that wasn't very high tech, but it, <laughs> it got the job done. And that was, that was one of the more challenging, challenging yeah, well, inventions uh, we had. It's always a, it's yeah. always a curveball just around the corner, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mate, uh, we're, thank you. We will wrap up soon. Um, uh, one Another of my, 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, 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 <laughs> probably sometime tomorrow we'll wrap up. Um, what uh, one of my uh, um, favorite questions always is is what uh, what would today, Mike? What would you tell yourself as you just joined council about you know opportunities and, and, and challenges lying ahead and, and what you might want to achieve? Is there anything any advice you'd give your former self? Um, that's a good question too. I think one of the uh, one of the issues through the whole time that I was president was uh, trying to combat the tendency. Uh, of polarization, mm -hmm. uh, polarization in a lot of a lot of different areas. For uh, mainly uh, quality, there was, like I said, the guys that absolutely wanted to be super good, mm -hmm. and the guys that don't bother me that I just want to go along, yep. like you're saying that that small course, just, sing just want to go yep. sing. Yep. And the fact that you can and you need to do both. Yep. So you take the really really good guys, and they're your section leaders, and they go train the guys that aren't so good and make them better. So then the whole chorus moves 
gravitates to to the middle and hopefully to the high end of the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's having the uh, uh, ability to accept the, the, everybody that you have and to work with them and and figure out. I know a lot of the courses have spent a lot of time uh, having workshops and things to decide where do we want to be yeah. mm-hmm. and you know make sure you do that right and that it's not uh, biased in any way and then work work toward that point and then always work to be a little bit better because the other comparison I always make is with a sports team you don't bust your butt every day of the week in practice to go out on the game day and say well we might win we might not who yeah. cares yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play you play your hearts out yeah. on the field and the same thing in music you know if you if you're gonna sing you're going to do something together as a team, you might as well have the absolute best product that you can get uh, yeah. and work toward that constantly. So I think I would, I, if I had to do it all again, I would emphasize that uh, constantly. And and again, <clears throat> as we're saying, the other thing would be just work to get new members all the time. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, members, yeah. Great summary. Any closing yeah. questions around the table? Mr. Mm. Mr. Co-chair? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. In closing, uh, Mike, thank you for your uh, your contribution to AMS and BHA over the years. Uh, oh, thank it, you. It quite simply, um, would we would not be where we are without you. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I know that uh, not only have, have we benefited uh, so much, but I know that you've you've enjoyed it all as well. Not, not um, as, as well as the few flies and <laughs> the ointment and curveballs here and there. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been. I know it's been a thoroughly enjoyable uh, for you being part of it but um, but thank you for, for your huge contribution to Barbershop in Australia and, and uh, we will always be grateful of that thank you for those comments and it's it's genuinely been a privilege to do it it's something that uh, you know every accomplishment that, that we made as a group you know, I can feel feel good that we were I know we were making not only the singers happy but all the audiences that we were entertaining and making the world happier you know, person by person through music probably more important today than it's ever been so we'll have to keep it up awesome thanks mate thanks bye